This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This is Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate. Presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right. Good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing great. Very good. And we're excited to be talking to you every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on WPHT Talk Radio. We are the only real estate show in the Philly market, which is a good thing for us. (laughs) But... But you need to stay tuned in to find out what's going on because the media is not talking about real estate and real estate is booming. It is booming. So if you want to ask, go ahead, what? Well, they are. If you want to ask us a question, give me a call. My number is 267 266 5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609 605 7153. We're here to answer your questions, keep you informed in any way you can. You can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So, what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yep. We also have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? 10 mistakes first time home buyers make part two. That's right. You started this last week. Yep. So I want to just finish it. Mark, we also have um, some great questions this week. Um, Question number one, I don't have the best credit. What type of credit are you looking for when leasing? The next one is, can you advertise a property for sale while the construction just started? Next question is, I put a contract to buy a house. The inspection shows the furnace is 24 years old and the the AC is 25 years. What are the consequences if I don't close? (laughs) Hmm. Next question is, there are 11 siblings selling deceased mother's home. Uh One sibling wants to buy. All sign the purchase agreement. Now one won't sign at closing. God, I've had that happen a few times. Yeah. yeah. All right. So so we also have our topic of the day, Mark, which is the 80-20 rule. It is not a math problem. Yeah, I want to revisit this with everything going on with the economy. Now, it's always a good time to do the 80-20 rule. But first, give us your motivational quote. 
And a motivational quote is, the key is not to prioritize what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. So if it's not in your calendar, it don't exist. Very good. That's a big lesson small business people don't learn. They they talk about, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that, and they don't put it in their calendar, and then the day's gone, and they didn't do it. (laughs) So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So I actually looked at our break, which is our MOS, which does like five states. And we got a a little more uh, inventory. We went up from like 4,700 last week to 5,174 this week. So it's like, you know, at least we're starting to get some inventory. The American housing shortage and the Federal Reserve's inflation battle look paused to push the benchmark 30-year mortgage rate to above 7%, according to some strategists, them and all the experts. More than a decade of underbuilding in the U.S. sector has been squeezing renters and potential buyers. Now an analyst in one of Wall Street's biggest banks sees the imbalance as complicating the Fed's efforts to bring inflation down because raising these rates is not working. It is not working. And it uh, we're at a nearly 40-year high here. So while the Fed's course of aggressively hiring interest rates in 22, they say, you know, it's according to who you're listening to, some of them say, oh, it's going off, but it's really not working. Spending money is not working. No. And, uh, so the American housing market You know, they're pushing the economy into a recession, which we're probably in a recession. And that just makes everything more expensive. Borrowing costs for household businesses are, you know, or it's costing them more money. I know I have a business in Fox Chase uh, just closed. A really good food place. They just can't make the margins with the full cost of the food. That's horrible. Hate to hear something. I know. I hate to hear that, too. And with shelter representing more than 30% of the consumer price index, the fledged inf- inflation-fighting problem is arguably getting worse. You know, and what a lot of people in the and the major media doesn't cover in that inflation bill was a 15% tax on small business, right. which is 96% of the businesses and almost 60% of the jobs. So you're talking about rent going up like rents up to 1800 citywide for a one bedroom apartment who's going to pay that 15 percent to 48 percent of people that are running in philly you better buy if you're listening to this show even if the rates go to seven you better buy yeah because you're gonna have what you're saying you're now married uh you're gonna date the rate and marry the house that's right and you're gonna because the dating is going to be short term you're not going to have that rate forever and because you're rate, if you're renting, you're one of the forty eight percent in Philly. Your rent's going to keep going up, no doubt about it. Because the small business people that are the landlords, even if they own two units, they just got taxed fifteen percent. Right. And and even in the midst of all this going on, more Philadelphia apartments are being built in a factory and put together like Legos. <laughs> One morning last month, a crung swung a mass of boxes across the clear blue sky, gently slotted them among the apartments under construction at 23rd and Race. Inside the boxes were complete rooms, toilets, bathrooms, closets, bedrooms, countertops, kitchens, all the makings of the homes. Like these things come prefabbed in a box, and then the boxes connect together like Legos. 
160 unit Edgewater 2 is one of the latest projects going up downtown in which they're built in pieces off site, fitted together like Legos. So even with everything going on, Real estate's booming. They still don't build in like crazy. Well, yeah, Mark. I mean, we're going to have our guest on next week, and she's doing the Somerset Villages. We had Joanna um, yeah. you know, building 168 units, which is going to be amazing. And, you know, they're cruising right along. I'm going to be going there um, over the weekend, probably after we're done the show, and check out the construction site. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and we're still 5 million homes behind. The builders are 5 million homes behind. It's crazy. So tell us about the rates. So speaking of crazy, um, right now you have your 30-year conventional at 6.875. You know you know what's crazy is that I remember you and I having a discussion. Once we get to 5%, it's just things are going to change. I'd be ecstatic with 5% right now. 15-year is 6.15, and that's going to be with one point. Your 5-1 arm is at 6% with 1.25% in points. Your FHA is at 6.50. Your 30-year VA is at 6.50. And, you know, right now, I had a conversation with the owner of my company, and he said there's never been a five-year period where we didn't have a re- a refi boom, right? It, right? Like going back the last 25 years. So a lot of people are uneducated on the arms out there, and they're a big play right now because if you can yep. lock into a 7-1 arm, you're going to hit the refi boom. Yeah. You're going to go. Yeah, that's why that's why you're dating the rate because it's not going to be forever. Correct. Correct. And, and you know, and all Joe Biden's got to do is turn the spigot on from Canada. That'll ease all the pressure on the uti- on the oil. And oil is not about our cars. It's 6,000 different products. That eases that. That makes the country feel better. And when the country feels better, things happen. And people spend money. When people are nervous, people don't spend money. You're already seeing Apple and these big companies talk about layoffs because they're getting nervous. When people are nervous, this kind of stuff happens. I don't know why they just can't say we made a mistake, you know, but they're not going to do it. It's unbelievable. All right. All right. So anyway, with that, you're listening to Good News from Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? All right, Mark. So we are up to our funny story. And I got one for you. So the state trooper pulls over this little 87-year-old woman. She comes speeding out of her senior citizen living facility complex and, like, zooms down the highway. And he catches up to her. He pulls her over. He pulls, asks for a license. He looks at it, and he's, he's surprised. He noticed attached to, to it was a concealed weapon permit. Taking it back, he, he couldn't help but ask. He goes, uh, you have a gun in your possession? 
She replied in a crackly little voice. She goes, indeed I do. She goes, why, I have a forty-five automatic in my glove box. The trooper then asked, you have any other weapons? She goes, yeah, I got a 9mm Glock in my center console. Shocked, the trooper asked, is that all the weapons you were transporting? The little lady held up her purse and replied, well, I do keep the thirty-eight Special in my purse. Finally astonished, the trooper said, what are you afraid of? And the little old lady smiled and said, not a damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) If you have a funny story, you can send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. Just tell her to stay out of Wawa. (laughs) So with that, it is now time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is 10 Mistakes for First-Time Home Buyers, Part 2. Yeah, so Mark, last week we visited um, a couple of the top 10 mistakes. And, you know, we always keep rehashing this one, but the number one was assuming that you need a 20% down. We we put a kibosh on that one. Um, Number two was waiting to start to save. Number three was saving for a down payment only. You know, just not remembering that you had closing costs and homeowners insurance and property tax, things like that, that needed to go in. Um, Number four was buying more than you can afford. So we want to make sure that people aren't putting all their money in the mortgage payment every month. We still want them to be able to eat, buy clothes, possibly go on a vacation. Um, Number five was getting pre-qualified instead of actually getting pre-approved. So turning in all your actual documents um, having your credit run, making sure that um, all your ducks were in a row and you have what's called desktop underwriting. Right. Number six was buying without a long-term plan. And this was just, you know, people go in without a plan. You're making one of the biggest investments you could possibly make in your lifetime. And you want to stay long enough to build equity. So that was number six. Now, number seven is passing on a home ins- inspection. And it may be tempting to save money and skip out on the home inspection. And, and maybe even in this market, you want to make sure that, you know, you get the offer. So if you waive the home inspection, it might look better to the seller. Um, but you definitely don't want to waive the home inspection, especially if the home that you're purchasing is over several years old. You want to most definitely find out you know, what is up with the home that you're buying? How old is the heat? How old is the AC? You know, is the roof going to last? Is there any leaks? What's the foundation look like? Things like that. So keeping in mind that a home inspection is definitely different than an appraisal, the appraisal is going to provide you with the value of the home. And it's also going to show some items that may be required to be repaired, depending on what loan you're going with. Yeah, I've had I've had people in my in my career that didn't want a home inspection because it cost four or five hundred bucks. I'm like, it's four or five hundred hours, and you're gonna they're gonna give you an owner's manual of your house. Right. They're gonna show you how to turn the water on and off, the gas on and off. You're gonna know everything about this house. It's gonna be worth it. You know, plus peace of mind. Exactly, it's definitely a peace of mind. I mean, for instance, we had a when we had our house um, under contract. We had a home inspector come through and yes, my house was under contract at one time. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) But going in from the garage to where our laundry room is, um, you look up and it all has smoke damage 
and the appraiser wanted us to get a, a fire certificate. And basically what happened is every time for the last, you know, 26 years, we come home from church um, on Easter from the Greek Orthodox, we bless the house with a candle every time we walk in. So it was funny. It was funny. Like, he probably, he didn't buy that story. No, 100%. He was like, you need infection. Okay. Not to mention that the fire inspector was his brother. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. It's usually how it works. <laughs> so the home inspection is is really just that. It's an, it's an inspection of the property to find out if it is in working order. So the home inspector is going to evaluate the house to identify major structural issues, home repairs, the condition of the included um, appliances. And their goal is to make sure that the home is livable and that everyone fully understands the house's condition before the sale is finalized. Number eight, yep. making an emotional decision. This is the eighth mistake to avoid is an emotional decision. No question when buying your first, first home, it's an emotional experience. And it can be hard not to let your excitement take over just to go, you know, full force two feet in. It's a large investment and you want to make sure that you are considering your personal needs and the finances and doing that rationally. You also want to create a list of needs and wants so you can judge a house and the community by how it realistically fits into your lifestyle. And you want to stick to your budget. You're going to talk the, pur the purchase over with your real estate team, not Uncle Harry, because you don't need that particular advice. No, that's usually negative advice. Number nine, assuming you know the local market. So even if you've lived in an area your whole life, your real estate agent can provide you with what's called a CMA, and it's a comparative market analysis, and it's to inform you on your offer letter and your negotiation. So a CMA compares recently sold and similar valued homes in your location to determine an actual fair market value. And this process is separate from the home appraisal. It tells you how much the home may sell for and how quickly considering the current trends. I'm doing one of them right now. And that's very important. And not all agents are great at that neither, to be honest with you. But I mean, I look at solds with, I, I start out as close as I can to the house. Then I go out a little bit, but I look at solds, pendings and actives because I also want to see what active is to see what all the competition is. Because, you know, right. exactly. that's, this is the big problem with for sale by owners. They go by what they heard. They heard the one around the corner sold for three and a quarter. Yeah, but it didn't. It was listed for three and a quarter, but it ended up selling for 275 plus they gave seller assist. Right. You know, that's the kind of information that the average person does not have. All 48% of Philadelphia that rents should be paying attention to you like glued to your every word you say. Exactly. All right, number 10. This is my favorite. Exactly. That was a good that was a good response. Exactly. Exactly. I mean <laughs> you said it as clear as mud, you know what I mean? So number <laughs> opening or closing new lines of credit. After your offer is submitted, the lender's going to perform a final credit check before providing the clear to close. Yeah. New credit inquiries or lines of credit could impact your mortgage total 
and your rates, potentially not only delaying the closing, but canceling the closing. So yep. you don't want to go out and buy a new car unless you plan on living it. Or so, a guy that bought the truck for the drive because he had a new driveway. <sighs> and now he, at, least, at least it was uh, one of them uh, with the four doors, so he had a place to sleep. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Be sure to work with me on anything you need to do and don't make any large purchases. <laughs> Again, that's going to look great in your driveway. Um, yeah. So buying a home requires information and challenges, but working with an experienced real estate agent and a lending team can help you avoid these first-time homebuyer mistakes. So if there's anything we can do to help you with your home financing goals, please don't hesitate to give us a call. My number is 609-605-7153, and Mark, your number is? 267-266-5501. And you know what? If if I bet you a third of the 48% in Philly could buy if somebody would just sit down and explain the process to them. They just never think about it. They're working. They're busy. They pay their rent. Busy, right? You know? All right. So coming up next is our uh, question and answer segment. I did everything that you said, except I just don't get emotionally attached. It's to me, it's a house. (laughs) Now, if it burnt down, I'd be really upset because then all the guitars would be gone and I'd be crying. (laughs) Of course. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All right. Welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. It's a rock and roll. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. So the first question is, I don't have the best credit. What type of credit are you looking for when leasing? That's a good question. They still want decent credit, probably a 620. Yeah, I would think so. And and also, you know, to show some kind of history, whether it's a utility bill, your car. A J-O-B. Um, <laughs> no, showing that you're making your, you know, at least your car insurance. There are some other ways that you can, you know, get around it. But, um. Yeah, so, I mean, they want to make sure you don't have any liens or judgments. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, and, and making sure that you got income. You know, they're going to do a credit check. The next question is, can you advertise property for sale while the construction just started? Of course you can, and it happens all the time. People are buying houses off of blueprints and uh, slideshows. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you call them? I had that thing like when I set up the office in Mount Airy. Remember that program? I designed the office, how to walk through it all and all. I mean, yep. just from something like that. And you, you know, these con- contractors, they do it very professionally. They'll give you a video tour of uh, a house that's not even there yet. Right. <laughs> and people are right. buying them. So when we were in Florida, we went and looked at this this new project that's going to be completed in 2024. It was a virtual tour. Right. I mean, you felt like you were sitting in the living room. It was amazing. But yeah, I mean, we like, you know, I just brought it up earlier in the show, but um, Joanna um, Kenyeska has that project going on over at um, 
it's called Somerset Village, and it's on Somerset Street in Philadelphia. And it's just the framework is up right now, and they're we're ready to go. I, like, saw, I saw a virtual tour where they actually put the glasses on, and you know the the virtual tour glasses, and they walk through the house. That's I could never do that. Well, you can if they have it set up right. <laughs> so the answer to that is yes. Yes. All right. Next question. <laughs> I put a comment to buy a house the inspection shows the furnace is 24 years old and the ac is 25 years old what are the consequences if i don't close well if you've got a home inspection and uh, i got one that's i got i got to buy a new heater mine's like 20 some years old and uh, my guy said you're probably going to have to replace this because it's getting so old it's an old sears heater works blast away but uh I don't use it that much because of the fireplaces, but that's like eight grand. And uh, so you you do a home inspection, and if they think like this thing's going to go, I actually sold houses in Philadelphia that had original coal heaters that were converted to oil, and then were converted to gas, and were still working. Well, that's because you've been in the business for 50 years, Mark. No, just because the heaters weren't around that long. <laughs> I remember when I was very little, like, I maybe I was dreaming, but like, I there was some, there but was, were- there was still some coal trucks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Wasn't many. There was like, my aunt had one and she had a coal bin and a truck came and they dumped the coal down and then through the front window. And then you had to go in there and clean the ash out and all. Yeah, and they also dropped off a quart of of milk on your- uh, Harbison's milk. My mom (laughs) used to get two whites and a chocolate. (laughs) And and chowy chip. Chowy chip. Let's go back to this question. So you have the opportunity to do a home inspection, right? And that's your out. And that's your out. You have a 10-day window. As long as you do a reply to inspection and you negotiate whether or not they're going to fix this, if they don't, then you're out. Yeah, it's a weasel clause. You know, it it is a weasel clause. Every spec piece, every flip I ever bought, I put a home inspection in because in case something came up and I changed my mind or my financial situation changed. Right. All you have to say is after review of the home inspection, I have decided not to buy this house. Please return my money. And that's the only explanation you got to give. You don't have to give any other detail. It's a weasel clause. Alrighty then. All right, what's the next one? All right, the next question is, there are 11 siblings selling deceased mom's house. One sibling wants to buy, all signed the purchase agreement. Now one won't sign at closing. I actually, unfortunately, know a family right now. There's 12 siblings and one passed away, unfortunately. But I've been involved in these. The most I was involved was six. And I actually had this problem. And the one one sign, and they wanted the house. And the only way you can do this is you got to buy it. Yeah. I mean, the everybody's got to agree. Now it is family. Sometimes when money comes around, though, family shows up for money, especially if there's any kind of rivalry or bad feelings or something like that. But I mean, uh, uh. It can be sticky, very sticky. It is sticky. It's very sticky. And, you know, unfortunately, everybody's got to get on the page. And what happens is nobody does anything. Everybody's still arguing. And 
Meanwhile, nobody's taking care of the house. The house just sits there. If you know nobody's maintaining the house or if the taxes aren't getting paid, it just becomes a bigger and bigger problem. Yeah, don't go away. And there's probate and everything else. And I, what I did with them, I sat down. I had a heart-to-heart with them. I said, listen, we got to come to some kind of understanding. We finally worked it out. And then I think the one bought it and then she got, I got her a mortgage and then she paid off. She, everybody got something. The one didn't want anything. I think the one was like, well, I don't, I don't want anything. And, but some of them did, but it wasn't, it wasn't a very friendly situation. They didn't all get along. Now, if they all got along, that could be something different and a lot simpler. So, yeah, but that's life in a big city, man. You never know. I agree. There's always different things going on. So <laughs> so profound, Mark. Yes. My mom always told me anytime anything was going wrong, she'd go, that's life in a big city. <laughs> that's where that song came from. <laughs> very wise, very wise woman. That's why when she was 90 years old, I bought her a new car, <laughs> which my brother was not too happy about. I guess not. Because that whole party went right down the tube as soon as I handed her the keys. She wanted out of there. <laughs> oh my. All, All right. right. So where are we at here? I lost track. Of course. Um, so coming up next is our topic of the day, and it's the 80-20 rule, but it is not a math problem. Oh, very good. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at mortgagemom.net. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? So, Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, and it's the 80-20 rule, but it is not a math problem. Right, and it's not a math problem. And the reason I brought this up, we did this over the years. We have talked about this topic because it's a very important topic. If you own any kind of business or you're in any kind of business, you got to live by the 80-20 rule. And with this inflation going on, I remember... Back in 2007, prior to the giant crash, uh, I was at a seminar and they were talking about, they knew things were, we all knew it was coming. Everybody just didn't want to admit it. And it, it was coming. Right. And everybody was like, tighten up your budget. Get rid of the stuff that, that's coming out of your account automatically. You're like, you know, be a business person. You know, just don't be reckless, you know. But the 80-20 rule 80% of the outcomes comes from 20% of the input. Like in my school, getting the students is the 20%. Teaching the class is 80%. I'm not making any money what I teach. What makes me the money is when I get the students in the seats. Once after that, right. when I go and teach uh, my zero to 20 million coaching production, cl- uh, coaching session to them, I tell them I'm in at 80% right now. This is costing me like $200 an hour to teach you this two and a half hour class, because I already got you here. You, the 20% was getting you in the seats and the same with all small business. And I always ask the students, anybody in here own a business? And there's usually one or two. 
and and they after they get done this whole conversation about the 80-20 rule, they start realizing they're spending most of their time in the 80%, like in real estate, a real estate agent. Getting the buyer or getting the seller is what makes you the money. Running around showing houses, going on a listing presentation, filling out paperwork, sending out calendars and postcards and emails, none of that makes you any money. What made you the money was getting that client, the buyer and the seller. The rest of it's busy work. It's all busy work. And it and it takes up most of your time. And I, the quote today goes along with this because if it's not in your calendar to do the 20%, it's not going to happen. Like I get up every day and I do the 20%. I call students call me, students email me, students go to my website, send me forms. I call them back. I don't just send them an email. I call them. I don't text them. No, I call them up and I talk to them and I explain what's what's going to happen with this, how it works. I got a script that comes out automatically. That's the 20% of Philadelphia real estate classes business model. And so I've had people say to me, you shouldn't be answering the phone. You should have an assistant. No, you're wrong. That's the 20%. I have assistants that do other stuff. I have a bookkeeper. I have an accountant. I have a great director of operations, and they take a lot. And my teachers take all the 80% off my plate by teaching the 75-hour class. So you really, and, and in this kind of market, with this administration, I hate to badmouth them, but they're bad. I haven't seen any good ideas come out of this whole thing. I think he should have just did nothing and took credit. And I would have been very happy because <laughs> that was the best economy I have ever seen. <laughs> and, and it was the three best I've seen yeah. was Reagan, Clinton, and the last one. And you say his name, you get in trouble. But the 80-20 rule, 80% of the problems can be attributed to 20% of the causes. And this is in your personal life, too. Uh, when I uh, I go teach in front of the eight, uh, these students, I tell them, one thing you're going to have to learn is to say no. You can't say yes to everything or else you're going to be running around like a lunatic. I have no problem saying no. I get people recruiting me all the time, want me to run companies, want me to come make speeches, do things. And if I don't think it's a good fit, I just say no. We're still friends. Like, you know, but you can't say yes to everything right. or you're going to be in the 80%. 90% of the real estate agents in our industry do not have an assistant. 90%. That's ridiculous. That's like you got to have your mitts on everything. You're like, and then they do their own taxes on top of that. Like, are you an accountant? No. Then why are you possibly doing taxes? Stay in your lane. Your lane is to 20%. Right. And all this stuff you see on Facebooks or automatic social media, automatic this, automatic emails, pick up the damn phone and talk to somebody. And they just did a big study. And you know what? And when the market's tough, you go back to the basics. And the basics are talking to people. And if you talk to people and tell them, our public, if it wasn't for our show, we're the only show in the in the city that talks about real estate. The media is not talking about real estate. Real estate's still booming along here. The rate, even if we get to seven, historically rates are eight to four, eight to fourteen percent. Where it's still better than renting. Yeah. So, you know, staying in the twenty percent is you got to understand what's the twenty and what's the eighty. 
And if it and if it's that's the problem, people not know. I know. And if it's not in your calendar every day to do the twenty percent, you're not going to do it because if it's not in your calendar, it does not exist. And why would why would small business owners do the twelve to fifteen hour stuff like running get office supplies, you know, making copies, sending out emails? You know, you can hire somebody for fifteen bucks an hour to do that kind of stuff for you. You know, even clean your house. Like you know, there's certain things you got to get rid of that ten fifteen dollar hour stuff. Pay somebody else and write it off. Hire an assistant. I could rant and rave on this topic because it really irks me. You're ranting. And don't feel guilty about relaxing because if you're in the 20%, you make more money and you have more time to yourself. And I don't feel guilty when I have nothing to do. Very good. I got most of that in there. All right. So we are up to our business segment with asking Dr. A. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be a comrade in that one. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about prioritizing by the disc. Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully, Mark. Dan, how are you guys doing? We are good. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk about this topic because we on the show today, we've been talking about our quote and the 80-20 rule and this inflation market where people panic. And one of the quotes was, uh, I talked about, you know, if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist because people don't know. They want to prioritize, but then they don't do it in an organized fashion. And it doesn't happen. Right. And then... And, and I, I think one of the important aspects is what you were raising, you know, and that was instead of you know, creating a schedule, uh, you know, from uh, from what you have to get, quote unquote, done, but to look at what is important in your life to be successful. Right. So what are your priorities? And it's interesting that the D, the I, the S, and the C look at it differently. The Ds and the Is typically look at any, any shiny object and they get distracted. Um, and the D's like to be working on a whole bunch of different things all at one time because it makes them feel good about themselves and about what's happening. Where in essence, it's really important, not just for the D, but for everybody to, to figure out what is important. I remember working with, with, with a guy in the marketing department at A&M, um, and I would give him opportunities every once in a while. And he would say, you know, Michael, uh, I really don't want to focus on that. It's kind of like, well, I'm giving you this opportunity to make tens of thousands of dollars. But that wasn't what he wanted to do. And he was able to say to me, no, Michael, that's not what I want to do, even though you're giving me these these wonderful opportunities. So I stopped giving him opportunities, but he did marvelously well without my opportunities because he focused on what was important to him. Right. Uh, and it, and matter what your style is, it's important to do that. Now, where the problems come in is the D's, again, like to be working on a whole bunch of different stuff. All right. So they have these shiny objects. The I's, what happens is they like to talk about people talk to people about all kinds of different things. So their shiny object is the relationship and talking to people. Uh, the S's actually get things done, but the issue with the S's is people are giving them stuff to do and they're always working on somebody else's priorities. Right. They need to start looking and working more effectively on their priorities and put themselves into jobs that allow them to work on their priorities so they can continue to keep saying yes. And, and the D and the C's, you know, need to be not just getting into the detail and, and not just overemphasizing quality, but they need to look at whether it's really important or not and the extent to which it's important and to perform at the standard of importance, not at the standard of perfection. Yeah. And a small business person that has a high S, high C, they might not prioritize correctly. And then they think 
cleaning up the place or straightening up the files or doing all that is very important. But in reality, that's not making them any money. No. And they get caught in at 80%. Right. And, and even, even if it is making them money, they need to figure out what makes them happy. Because in those cases, if you're happy with what you're doing, you're going to do a good job and you're going to make money. Right? right. So so if you're focused on the money, you might wind up going down trails and roads and journeys that make you very, very unhappy. But you're looking at your bank account. So you can't wait to retire. Truthfully, um, I don't plan on retiring as long as this is working, as long as my head is working, I plan on working. Uh, do I I'm need the, the money? Way. No. But do I love what I'm doing? Yeah, it's a lot more fun than retiring. You can't retire. If you retire, you get sick and die. You can't retire. You got to you got to <laughs> stay busy. Really. But I mean, I, I see that problem all the time. I think we should talk more about this next week. Yeah. Let's continue with this. And if people want to contact me and, and, and bring me into their business now, just go to abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net, and I'll be delighted to talk to you and work with you and even come to Philly really if, good. if that's part of the deal. Nice. All right, doctor. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. A. If you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give them a call. 267-266-5501. You can also email me at dnketsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. 14 years in October, Deanne. That's right. Yep. Uh, here are uh, Talk Radio 1210. You can listen every Saturday. Hope you keep keep you informed. So with that, have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Stay in at 20%. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All, all positive, positive all, all the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.